0: You're listening to Teach Me Thy Statutes, a production of the Ephesus School Network.
1: Blessed art thou, O Lord, teach me thy statutes. The company of the angels was amazed. Hi, this
0: is Father Aaron Warwick with Jason Everett, and you are listening to the Teach Me Thy Statutes podcast, episode number 80.
1: Today's reading is from the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 17, verses 1 through 9. In those days when the apostles had passed through Amphipolis and Apollina, they came to Thessalonica, where there was a synagogue of the Jews. And Paul went in as was his custom, and for three weeks he argued with them from the Scriptures, explaining and proving that it was necessary for the Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead, and saying, This Jesus who I proclaim to you is the Christ. And some of them were persuaded and joined Paul and Silas, as did a great many of the devout Greeks, and not a few of the leading women. But the Jews were jealous, and taking some wicked fellows of the rabble, they gathered a crowd, set the city in an uproar, and attacked the house of Jason, seeking to bring them out to the people. And when they could not find them, they dragged Jason and some of the brethren before the city authorities, crying, These men who have turned the world upside down have come here also, and Jason has received them. And they are all acting against the decrees of Caesar, saying that there is another king, Jesus. And the people in the city authorities were disturbed when they heard this. And when they had taken security from Jason and the rest, they let them go. So I have to first admit that uh, my selection of today's reading is a little self-serving, as St. Jason uh, obviously appears in this passage. And uh, other than a brief mention of Jason found in in a greeting from St. Paul in Romans, Acts 17 is the only other place, uh, at least as far as I know, that he's found.
0: It's funny that you mentioned that. Uh, when you sent me the reading, the first word, for whatever reason, I noticed in the passage was Jason. And I suspected that's that's why you chose
1: it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I've uh, gotten a little off track here, but, but back to uh, specifically to our reading. Uh, we hear today of St. Paul... And, quote, For three weeks he argued with them from the Scriptures, explaining and proving that it was necessary for the Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead, and saying, This Jesus whom I proclaim to you is the Christ. And some of them were persuaded, it also goes on to say. So after reading this, uh, it makes me think about how many of us attempt to evangelize others, and not just non-believers, but I think uh, Christians from other traditions as well, So, Father, my first question would be, how should we uh, properly seek to evangelize others? Is it best achieved through reason and, and the intellect or by some other means?
0: Well, I think you bring up a very good question, Jason. I don't think we've ever discussed this topic in any way on our podcast, so I welcome and appreciate the opportunity to do so. And of course, evangelism is an important aspect of Christianity. We hear of St. Paul doing that in today's passage. We hear about Peter doing the same thing earlier in the book of Acts. And we hear about it throughout the entire New Testament. So clearly, evangelism is something important. But on the other hand, I think perhaps today many of us in America, influenced by the broader Christian culture, put too much emphasis on what I would call overt evangelism.
1: It's interesting. So maybe we can... Uh, unpack that a little bit uh, to see what you mean, Father. Sure. So maybe uh, begin by explaining how you would define what you called overt evangelism, and then uh, maybe we can discuss why that you think we've placed too much emphasis on it. Yeah, sounds
0: like a good approach. So I would begin by saying that overt evangelism is what St. Paul was doing in today's reading. He was making no secret at all that he was trying to convince his fellow Jews through the scripture that Jesus was the Christ. And not only that, but that he very much wanted the others to come to that same conclusion. And let me be perfectly clear up front, I'm by no means saying that evangelism should ever be secret or hidden or done by trickery, but I am using this term overt to refer to what St. Paul was doing simply because of his clear and precise focus and the fact that he very much wanted his hearers to know what he was doing and his aim, his main goal, was very clearly to convince the hearer that his message of Jesus as the Christ was the correct reading of Scripture, meaning there is no other way to read it. And therefore, the hearer should join Paul's movement and way of life.
1: Okay, thanks for the clarification. So, on to your second point. Uh, that I mentioned that I, I thought we should discuss, you indicated that, uh, that you think, you know, we as Americans influenced by the broader Christian culture uh, put too much emphasis on this type of evangelism. Can you explain that a little further? A couple of points I would want to make as to that statement.
0: The first is that we need to understand the broader Christian culture, and then we need to compare that to Scripture to see how it aligns or if it misaligns. And in our particular culture, there's been a lot of influence from a group of Christians that we often refer to as evangelicals. And look, there are a lot of things that evangelicals do well. There are a lot of evangelicals whose fervor for the faith we should emulate. And that movement has woken up many Christians from other traditions, including within our own Orthodox tradition, to be more diligent about studying Scripture. So by no means are my comments that I'm going to make meant to disparage evangelicals on the whole. But I think we simply need to understand that the evangelical movement has impacted the way many of us think about Christianity, again, often for the good, and specifically how we think about evangelism, which is obviously important to evangelicals, as you can tell by their name.
1: And so how do you think that evangelicalism has impacted the way that we think about evangelism?
0: Evangelicalism emphasizes evangelizing others, bringing in converts, helping people, as they would say, to be saved by Christ. And I grew up in these types of churches, so I'm quite familiar with their practices. At many services, there's what they call an altar call, where people have a chance to go down to the front of the church, kneel down at a pew, say a prayer, to be saved, again, borrowing their language. And many, if not most, of the services are geared towards encouraging new people, non-Christians or perhaps people who have lapsed in their faith, to be saved or to recommit their life to Christ. And then the final thing to point out that perhaps more people are familiar with uh, who haven't been to those services, the the daily life of an evangelical is very much geared towards uh, what they would call witnessing or testifying to others. And what that entails, in a nutshell, is what I referred to as St. Paul's overt evangelism in today's reading. And most hardcore evangelicals are purposely vocal about their own faith when they're around others. Moreover, they're quite uh, vocal that they believe others should also adopt their faith and their way of life. And it's expected in that community that Christians should be able to scripturally and logically convince others to join their movement.
1: I appreciate the, uh, the background, Father. And so I'm interested to hear why you think that this aspect of Christianity, this overt evangelism, is overemphasized today. Well, I think if you step back,
0: look at scripture, you see that St. Paul and St. Peter were the leaders of the early Christian community, and they, together with most of the other leaders mentioned in the New Testament, were also called apostles, meaning the ones who were sent out. And what that means to be sent out is that they were appointed by God to be the ones to do the overt evangelism. That was their calling. That was their gift. But there were thousands of others who followed Christ at the same time as Saints Peter and Paul and these other apostles who adopted the faith either directly or indirectly because of the apostles. But not all of those thousands of people were apostles. Not all of them were sent out. Not all of them were evangelists. Not all of them were leaders. Not all were given the same gifts as the apostles, which of course is something that I'm not just assuming or making up, but is scriptural.
1: And would you explain that a little bit further, uh, what you said there, that you say that it's scriptural?
0: Yeah, so in, in Ephesians 4, Paul talks about how different people, most especially the Christian leaders, had been given different positions or gifts. Some were apostles and evangelists. But others were pastors, others teachers. And in addition to that, in 1 Corinthians 12 and 13, Paul talks extensively about different spiritual gifts and how each of us in the body of Christ has been given different gifts to offer the church. And he explicitly calls out how this is necessary and good for the body, that we have these different gifts, by noting that, metaphorically speaking, if everyone were an ear, then you would not be able to speak. You have to have a mouth. And if everyone were feet, you'd have no hands, and so forth. He goes on using that metaphor of the body. So this is a good thing, according to St. Paul, that not everyone is the same. Not everyone has to be an evangelist. Not everyone is given that gift. And people who are not given that gift should not be forced into being an evangelist or look down upon as somehow a lesser Christian because they're still an important member in the body of Christ. And it's important then to note That in 1 Corinthians 13, at the end of this section that I mentioned, St. Paul goes on to speak about the one thing that we all must have and show to others. And this is really at the heart of why I've made this distinction about overt evangelism. And
1: what do you mean by that, Father?
0: Well, in, in 1 Corinthians 13, Paul concludes that we all, no matter what gifts we've been given, we all must show love to others. So regardless of what gift we may have, we Christians... Each of us should show love. And that's what I believe is the underrated aspect of evangelism. Again, as I said at the beginning, it's not as though we hide that we're Christians or that we're deceptive in any way. But instead of being so overt, instead of using logic and reason and, and preaching publicly as St. Paul was doing uh, in the passage that you read at the beginning For most of us, we simply show others by the way that we live our lives that we're different, that there's something unique about Christianity and that it's a life worth living. And I think you hear that in in today's reading. Some of the people mention how these Christians, quote, Turn the world upside down. So even the opponents of the Christians at least recognize that the Christians have a different, unique way of life. And not all people are going to accept that, but at least you have still evangelized implicitly by the way that you've lived your life. You've shown, unlike what nature would teach us about the strongest or the most fit survive, you've shown in your way of life as a Christian that the weak and the needy are worthy of love and care and help to survive as well. You've shown that the strong and mighty of this world, like Caesar, who of course was mentioned in today's reading, have a power that is ultimately worthless and fleeting in eternity, and that the true way of power comes through serving others, as Jesus Christ did. And so, let me conclude this part by saying that the evangelism on which we all should focus, whether we're given the gift of being apostles or evangelists, or whether we're given the gift of being a simple Christian who is just a faithful witness to the Christian way of life. We all, all of us, should focus on loving our neighbor, loving our enemy, loving the needy. That is the best form of evangelism we can offer. And I think this is best summed up by a quote attributed to the Roman Catholic Saint Francis of Assisi. He said, preach the gospel at all times. If necessary, use words.
1: Thank you, Father. In today's episode, we discuss the topic of evangelism from a biblical perspective, and we began by viewing St. Paul's actions in today's reading as overt evangelism, meaning that his main goal was quite clear and precise, which was to convince his hearers that his message of Jesus as the Christ was the correct understanding of Scripture. Father Aaron then went on to discuss how the broader Christian culture in America places too much of an emphasis on this type of evangelism, We see this manifested especially in the evangelical movement in which one of the primary goals is to help others be saved by Christ. This is often accomplished by witnessing or testifying to others. And so it is expected that Christians should be able to scripturally and logically convince others to join their movement. And while there are certainly those whom God has appointed to overtly evangelize, many of us have not been given this gift. As St. Paul teaches in Ephesians and 1 Corinthians, we have all been given different gifts and all are important to the health of the body of Christ. But the one commonality that must be found in each of us is love. This is the underrated aspect of evangelism. By showing love to others, rather than focusing on logic and reason, we can convince others that Christianity is a life worth living. Thank you for listening
0: to Teach Me Thy Statutes. We hope you tune in next week for a new episode.
1: Alleluia, 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 glory Glory to Thee, O God. Alleluia, 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 Glory to Thee, O God. O our God and our hope, Glory to Thee.